This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome into a Monday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I am Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, and we are off on a Monday, Dave, after what was a wild sports weekend. I mean, we have got a ton of good things to get into on the show, but the biggest of news could it be the lids? Could oh my the hats. Oh my. Could it first be? of all, do we have a nickname? Are we going with the BVB Brigade? I think that that works. I really like it. You coined it. I think the audience, I think we can get the live chat's opinion on this. Okay. But I, I like it. If you like it, I like it. I'm good with it. I mean, like and it, and it literally took two seconds. A lot of the things that come out of my mouth go about <laughs> 1.8 seconds here and then boom. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, BVB Brigade, the Brigade. And if the boys like it and the girls, that's what maybe we're going to go with. Yes, the lids. Um, getting creative. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm wearing the green Celtics model as well as in football season. This will double as um, Packers and other stuff. You today are wearing the black and gold model, which for you particularly is Boston Bruins. Correct. But. Steeler fans may like that one. Correct. We may get some college football black and gold teams that may like it. Who's black um, and gold? Purdue? Who's black and gold in college football? Um, Purdue, Purdue is, right? Purdue's black and gold. Purdue's black and gold, but there's some yellow teams that may it may work. I don't know. Oh, Georgia Tech, yeah. Okay. The, yep, Georgia Tech goes with the yellow and the black. Yellow right. is primary, but black is secondary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wore yep. the yellow model last night, the reverse. I wore the yes. yellow model. With uh, let's see, I have it right over here. Hold on. The so pink, this will be the blue and pink. One. Oh, that's beautiful. Here, uh, right. So that that's a Steeler hat to me. Yeah, that's Steelers. Right. Yeah. Penguins. I can I wear it with the Pirates. By the way, they lost twenty-one nothing on Saturday. It was the only game of the series they lost. They got outscored. They went th- they went three of four, and they got outscored. They went three of four, got outscored because of the twenty-one to nothing. But yeah, hopefully. So yeah, the lids. Working on some stuff. I mean, we're constantly working. The wife, I said yesterday, I'm not even gonna lie. I told Jessica, I'm going to gotta go see somebody about the hats. And she's like, seriously, how many are you getting? I said, just one. I just because <laughs> it was just gonna be like a prototype. And then I started getting creative, and there's more to come this week. All right. So the the chat likes the BVB brigade. Oh, nice. I vote yes. I like it. Oh, I vote yes. BVB brigade. Look who's here. Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, I should, have known, I should have known that. That's my bad. I should Come on. That. Yeah, I should have known that. I come Thank you, Brian. Should, Good call. Mikey yeah, Awesome's yeah, yeah. here. SoCal. Stevie Mack. Toledi's always here. Pierre, welcome from Canada. Golden Knights. Black... Man, oh, man. Golden Knights, I guess that's... I don't know if I call this the Golden Knights hat. I think I need all the gold in the two... I don't know. No, if there's a call... separate gold. Look at the gold in this thing. Look at, look at this thing up close. Right. Can you see... 
Yeah. It, it's a metallic gold. That we can make a knight's hat. Yeah. You know, we'll get the Not black this. with yeah. the gold. And, and, and then this. That's that's that bright pop yellow. Yeah. 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 We got a lot of things happening. We just, you know, we've got people listening from all over parts of the country and they got the gear already. So they can wear the different stuff. Wait a second. Is Matt frozen? Matt's frozen. Matt's out. He leaned forward. Am I out? Who's no, out? You're, you're, you're in. All right. I'm he's, in. He's coming back. I got him here. Hold on. Somebody take a screenshot of that picture, though. Chat, take a screenshot of Matt frozen there like that for everybody, please. And make sure you post that, Mikey Awesome. We get, we get P-Roll frozen. Cause it ain't happened to him yet. It happened to me a couple times. So let's go. I'm hey, back. He's back. Sorry. That was like a dissolve. You went from frozen to unfrozen. <laughs> Ferris, a magician. In it's the matrix. Great. It's just all in the matrix. It's just the fix your thing. microphone, sir. Oh, thank you. Because whenever I come back in, thank you. Yeah. You I sound like to. you're farther away. There I need that nice bass part of your voice. How's that? Oh, much better. Okay. It's weird because were you having internet trouble this weekend up by you? No. Knock on wood. Um, I got that lock-in high speed. We have very few issues. Good. For we you. got too many people in the house on the Wi-Fi. I'm looking to get some super booster. I got the highest level you can have. I, I You can't go higher than what I've got in my house. But the problem over the weekend was that on Sunday – I mean, like literally every hour, the internet was going out. And I was like, please don't do this tomorrow. Blame it on the wind. Just blame Maybe. it on the wind. I, I reset the router last night, hoping that that was going to fix it. So the fact that it just bounced me off makes me worried. But it's annoying. Hopefully, hopefully that's not going to be something that happens consistently. So I apologize for that. But we got back in pretty quick. So uh, Matt froze up screens. <laughs> they took their screenshots of it. Dave, yep. So there you go. So the chat is, <laughs> it's, is it's like a brigade first like, assignment completed. It's like a public shaming event if you yeah. if you freeze. <laughs> hey, beat the bookie, Rob. You know, he said, oh, we're well, having a staring contest. He put that tweet out. He got thousands of impressions and views because I was frozen staring at the screen like this. So, hey, happens to everybody. It's fine. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. All right. So somebody brought up the Vegas Golden Knights, and we just have to start this show with oh. something that when you guys were sleeping, one of the biggest collapses in sports, recent sports memory happened last night to the Vegas Golden Knights. So to set the scene, Vegas is playing up against San Jose. They are a minus 350 favorite. Now, mind you, they lost as a minus 340 favorite earlier in the week. They had already lost to the Devils Devils. at home as minus 340 favorites. Now they are minus 350 favorites going into a game in which Dallas wins by by going down 2-0. They come from behind and they win. So Vegas is trying to set up a situation where they're going to be two points behind Dallas for their game on Tuesday. But Vegas has to win outright in regulation or at least in overtime they have to win the game and get the two points in order for it to happen yeah vegas is up four to two <laughs> four to two come on they give up two goals in the last two minutes including a goal with 1959 gone in the period there was one second left game gets tied they get a power play in overtime. It's four on three. They can't score. They go all the way in the shootout to the last shooter goal for San Jose. 
Game over, season over for the Vegas Golden Knights. Fire everyone, Dave. Oh, my. Oh, my. Everyone. Are you that guy? You're already calling for people's jobs. That's it. McCrinnan, goodbye. DeBoer, goodbye. Blow up the roster. (sighs) That's it. They mortgaged the future multiple times for a chance to win the cup. Okay? Now it's time to be a real expansion team. Oh, my. Now it's time. Yes. What? Now now you have to build. You've got Jack Eichel. Okay? Now it's time to build. Draft a goalie. Draft. Build. Get your – and their minor league system is good. Okay? They've got a bunch of young kids. I play the kids. Go to Henderson. Get the kids that you drafted. Pull them up. Play your AHL team. Get them ready to go. Spend two or three years getting seasoned to go ahead and be ready to play and sustain championships with a cup win because in, this was a run. It didn't in, work. In Las Vegas, you want to do this? Yes. Oh, boy. Actually, they actually have some cover to do it right now, to be honest, because of the Raiders. So they can be bad for a little bit. Now, they're not going to do this, okay? It's not what Bill Foley's built for. Is he, he wants to win immediately. He you know, peacocked around the strip about the entire time about how you know, it was win a cup within the first 10 years. He played for a cup in year one. But, I mean, man, th- that is as bad. I couldn't believe it. I'm watching. I'm, I'm like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, how is this <laughs> happening? I had, a, I, had a, I had a parlay on. I had Bruins in, in, in Vegas parlay riding on that. It was a minus 137 bet. I'm like, okay, Bruins win. I mean, they had to hang on at the end. It was Guy Lafleur day for Montreal, Montreal, and they had yeah. a huge pregame ceremony for it for the passing yeah. of Lafleur. And and you know, Boston went up four one. They almost blew it. It was four three the final that or five or five three. They scored an empty net goal, so five three was the final. So the Bruins win there. Vegas is up four one, then four two, and you're th- you're like, okay, I don't know what they did. They relaxed or what? But we've been talking about will Vegas miss the postseason? Now Nashville and Dallas, they are in. Vegas is done. It it don't look good. I mean, they play tomorrow night, Tuesday, Vegas at Dallas. Um, I haven't seen the line yet, but obviously Dallas is going to be favored. Probably pretty significant now. Um, I didn't see it live, you know, but I saw the score. And I was like, wait, what, what happened? Because I'll save it for best thing about today. But I went to the show last night and saw that Michael Jackson evolution. It was an amazing show. And my name. Two doors down the street is Michael Jackson. You just never know who your neighbors are in Vegas. It's it's absolutely incredible. He's serious? Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. At the Strat or at, at the Westgate? Where'd you it's go? It's called the Mosaic Theater. It's in between the um, MGM and the Walgreens. There, it's a little theater behind oh, there. Oh, there's two because there's two Michael Jackson shows in town. Yeah, this is called Michael J- MJ the Evolution. It's, okay. Very Amazing. Cool. It's it's one of the best Michael Jackson shows I've ever seen, ever. Wow. And the, the guy named Piano Man did the Elton John Billy Joel show before. So ah. we got a two-for-one locals thingy. He hooked us up. Anyhow, I didn't see the hockey game. And then I saw after, and I was like, you can't lose this game and go to the playoffs. And, I mean, you know, Toledi said it. Jordan said it. He's here. Zach's even in, in England you know, listening on the way home from work. We got people listening all different times. Wherever you're at, you're ever, you're listening, wherever you're watching teams that do this, don't, don't make the playoffs. Like this is, 
I'm not ready to blow everything up like you, but I mean, obviously there's got to be, you know, Gallant got fired for DeBoer. It ain't working. It ain't working. You got to go. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not why? calling for people's jobs, but it got to go. Like, I it's mean, just not happening. Who leaked that they were going to have a, uh, that Robin Leonard was going to have surgery and be out for the year? Like, who leaked that? Because that was not right. He was on the bench. He was the backup goaltender yesterday. He started the game in which they won the previous game. They had to pull him after the first period. And then they wound up having him on the bench as the backup goaltender. Like, what is, I was like, what is going on? You, that's exactly, I think you have to question everything right now. Because now it looks like there's somebody setting somebody up, trying to get it done, trying to get him out, trying to keep him to stay. Whose guy is it? It may have to be a case where both GM and coach go. I agree. That's what I said. Yep. DeBoer and, and McCrennan. It, Goodbye. Yep. It, may, it may have to be that because now, I mean, could have kept Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, he's laughing his ass off in Minnesota. Right <laughs> he's laughing his ass off. Situation would have been a lot better. It wasn't like, listen, he's going down. He's having declines. He's been the last couple of years out of position probably as much as he's in position. But the team played for him, that, you know, and and they knew that, you know, his downtime was when his dad was dying here. He, he had his worst time here, Fleury did, when his dad was sick. And, I mean, I know what that's like personally. It consumes every thought you have. You're going to go try to stop 100 mile an hour slap shots and keep your mind right and stuff. It's not. It's 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 very hard to do. So they shipped them out for nothing, like for nothing. And now it's been nothing but a problem. And obviously, it's a bigger problem inside the room, upstairs in the office, and it's carried over to the ice. Now they had injuries, but you can't explain away <laughs> losing at home with the playoffs looming. At home in the same week to New Jersey, arguably one of the worst teams in the in the East, and San Jose, one of the worst teams in the West, in the same week. Come on, it's terrible, terrible. But you know, look, this town has not seen a pro sports dip. We've only seen success. So I am curious to see what the team will look like. I, I think the haters are bringing out the pitchforks and the. You know, the the anger, the here you go, now you're going to suffer like we've suffered type of thing. I'm surprised at the number of people who are lining up to say this. And it's like, look, you know, Vegas got rewarded for an incredible. I don't want to say it was all the rules. They just knew how to work the system. The system was broken, essentially. The, the NHL didn't really understand what they were doing in terms of how they enabled Vegas, all the advantages they gave Vegas to win right away. Because if you look at Seattle, Seattle couldn't come, hasn't come close to what Vegas has did in year number one. And they couldn't work the same trades and they couldn't do the same types of things that Vegas was allowed to do in the expansion draft because they got so many. I mean, how did they get Marc-Andre Fleury? How did they get all these players that were, you know, just need a chance, you know, William Carlson's of the world. Well, they so, forced they forced the teams to make them available. Right. You know, so players, like good players were available. Not right. Just like they they really forced the other team's hands to make some hard decisions like, hey, we got to let this guy go. And I mean, in Pittsburgh, you're still trying to find a goal. <laughs> it's been a problem since and it's been years. Yeah. You you to find a franchise goalie. It's one, a Stanley Cup or two. Very difficult. 
it's it's it, so the expansion things allowed them yes to have success early and they did a lot of they made a lot of the right moves right they had the right coach things caught lightning in a bottle they stayed very healthy right there was minimal turnover do we become the Arizona Coyotes quick? No, here? no, no, no. I don't think it goes that bad, but I do think there's some really tough choices to be made. And I would like them to have a long-term plan versus short-term success. And I feel like everything has been done with the idea of short-term success. And look, people love coming here. They love going to the games. It's an absolute party. It's a super show to watch. It's so fun to go to the games. That's not going to change. It's just that the team has been pegged as one of the best in the Western Conference every year in their existence. And I guess not pre, but not pre year one, but afterwards, yeah. after year two on, it was always, okay, Vegas is going to be one of the teams to beat. And they've never missed the postseason in their history. And they're going to miss the postseason for the first time in their history. And that's okay. I'm not mad about that. It's the way they miss the postseason that bothers right. me the most. And just, you know, having, bad luck and injuries and all those things. That's fine. But I feel like the team has made some really dumb decisions, including the trading of Marc-Andre Fleury for nothing it has, has really come back and bit the team in the butt. And I, I think someone's got Someone's head's got to roll. And I think if, if the GM's head rolls, which is what I think should happen, coaches almost always fo follow after that. A GM normally wants to have their guy in place. So yeah. I think that's that's the move to make, but and he takes all the steam out of tomorrow night, which sucks. I was really fired up for that game on Tuesday night between Dallas and Vegas. Now it's eh, just a game. Dallas and Nashville are going to make the postseason, and Vegas is not. Well, I mean, it's a pick 'em game. It's literally a pick 'em game. Minus because 115, Dallas, because minus Dallas 120. Because Dallas is up by four points. Dallas doesn't have to win it. So Dallas just has to go ahead and play. Like that's it. Dallas is up by four and Nashville is up by three, right? So right. win out, lose out situation doesn't get them in. Nashville has to lose out, I think. I mean, right. it's coming three points is really hard to overcome because all Nashville's got to do is get to overtime and they get win. a point. Right. That's exactly just get to overtime. <laughs> like once they get a point, it's done. So like essentially there's three games left. There are four points and three points behind. If Dallas beats Vegas on Tuesday, that's it. It's over. So that's probably why it's a pick them because Vegas is literally fighting for its life. So they think, okay, Dallas knows they've got games in hand and points in hand. So they don't really need to win it. They're up by four. So all they need is one more point after Tuesday and they had two games to get one point. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> Vegas, is, <laughs> Vegas is not winning out and Dallas has to lose out. And then Nashville also has to lose out and Vegas has to win out. As a sports fan of a team, is it worse to miss the playoffs by a point or by 20 points? It's worse to miss it by a point, but it's worse to miss it, period. It's kind of like the idea of like, do you want to lose the Super Bowl by a last second field goal or do you want to lose it 45-10 like the Patriots did? So like right. to me, I want to be in. So any way I get eliminated hurts. So I'm out in any way, but the way this team fell apart that's the problem for me. It's right. it, it's not just the injuries. Right. I can't just give you the out and say, oh, well, Mark Stone and Pacioretty and all the different injuries that happened. Like, 
there were mistakes made during this season that were pretty large, starting with the choosing of Robin Leonard over Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, obviously he's hurt. <laughs> is he? I mean, I don't know. Is he? I don't is believe it, anything Logan, that's coming out of there. And if Logan Thompson got hurt, Mark, I mean, the, the, that guy's in. So I don't know. I, I know it's it's a bit localized, people, but it, it is. Right. It was. It's the only story in the NHL. It was the only position left to be filled in the postseason, other than seating. Right. It was all of the attention, all the interest in the entire NHL was going to be on Dallas and Vegas tomorrow night. We were counting right. down the days to that, and Vegas threw up all over themselves last night. And so we, we get robbed. The Bruins went ahead of the Penguins, huh? By a point, right? I think. Yeah, they're only playing for seeding. That, that's all these teams now in the East are playing for. Yeah. And it matters. I mean, who gets home? Who is, you know, who is a wild card? Who is home ice? I get all that. Who the hell but has to play Florida? In know. or out is a bigger deal. And that game on Tuesday was supposed to be pretty fun. Yep. And, now it's, and now it's not. All right. Suns lose last night to the Pelicans. Unbelievable. 2-2. To a game five, we go. Yeah. Are the Suns in trouble? I mean, I don't know if they're in trouble, but they, I mean, this is a series now. The, 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 the Pelicans won a road game, and I was under the school of thought that that was the only game they were going to win. I would agree, and I bet as such. I was on yeah. the Suns last night, minus two. Yeah, and now, I mean, the Pelicans did what they're supposed to do. They 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 lose a tough game, game three. They roll over and lose, or do they hold home court and make this a series. I, I give them full credit. I mean, yes, it's 2-2. Two, two. Is it this easy where you just go, the Suns win in Phoenix both games and the Pelicans win game six to force the game seven? Like, are we at that point? Are we ready to say that? Because I'm not surprised now. I was surprised that they won game two, but they did it. You know, with Booker out, Booker ain't coming back. Is Are the Suns in trouble? I think they are. Like to lose the series. Yeah. I don't think they're going to lose the series. I think they're in trouble. They're in jeopardy of losing the series. Game five to me is the entire series. Right. I don't know if they win game six in New Orleans. My my first blush is they're going to lose game six. This is going seven. Right. They don't have an answer for Brandon Ingram. Do not. So, and he's not taking... But I mean, the Pelicans don't really have an answer for DeAndre Ayton either. But Ayton can't be... I mean, if you... This is what the Celtics did, okay? You know, I am... I'm really interested. I'm really excited to see what Boston does if they pull Blake Griffin off the bench again and throw him up against Jalen Brown. Like, you can't do this like... you. If Aiton's going to beat you, you're fine with Aiton beating you. If Blake Griffin's going to beat you, you're fine with Blake Griffin beating you. Like you'll do everything. Like you go ahead. So if you're the if you're the Pelicans, if you're going to say DeAndre Aiton's going to beat us, go ahead. All right, we're we're cool with it because Ingram can go for forty. Aiton's not going for forty. Right. So I'm cool with that. If I have to pick a poison as to which one I'm taking, I'm taking the DeAndre Aiton poison and li- feeling like I'm going to live it. I'm right. going to be okay. Hmm. Like to, to, I, I, I can't see this as being a, um, I can't see this being a series in which somebody for the Suns has to go nuclear like Chris Paul did in the fourth quarter, every game for them to win a game. 
Like they need somebody, and it either has to be Chris Paul, who was off last night. He was great in game three, but they need either Cam Johnson, they need campaign, they need somebody to have an explosive. They need a Grayson Allen performance coming out of nowhere. How did Grayson Allen score 25 points? They need that type of performance to win these games because without Booker, man, offensively, they look like they're a little not discombobulated. They just look like they're lacking and they're lacking one of the top 10 best scorers in the game. Well, yeah, there's this, when your guy goes out, that is the guy. And you know, there's a pecking order at the end of the game. And now who does it? And it might not be that guy that night. That's really hard is trying to find where do we go to get, a basket here. Where do we go to get a trip to the free throw line? Where do we go? You see it all the time, especially in the face of adversity. When a team's on a 6-0 run, you got to score because then it's an 8-0 run. Then it's a 10-0 run. And now everything's now it's uh you know a snowball snowball rolling down a hill. You see it with the in game. Can't believe the amount of runs like in these games, not just this game, this series, all the games. And the best teams. It even happens to them once or twice. Now, the bad teams, it's three, four, five times. Um, I guess I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic. I think, you know, somebody said, I don't feel good. Who's that? Nate said, I don't feel good about my son's Bucks to advance ticket. We ain't worried about the Bucks. <laughs> that, that one's fine. I guess you can worry a little bit about the Suns, but I mean, they're going to win game five, right? Aren't they going to win game five at home? Yes, but am I betting it? Not at the moment. Yes, but six and a half point favorites, p Yeah. They won game two and game three was, like I said, Chris Paul going nuclear in the fourth quarter or they would have lost that game. And I just thought the rest of the guys Is didn't shoot nuclear the ball or nuclear. Nuclear. Okay, you said something different. Nuclear. Better. All right. I'm listening. Go ahead. Just before so, the chat comes at you. I'm just trying. I got your chat, back. I'm just making sure. Me. Chat knows better. But <laughs> I, I I just think it's interesting if you see the Suns go down at home. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, my. Who's the guy who's taking the shot? Are you cool with Chris Paul taking the shot? Oh man, I just—I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling he, great he about it. He—he he can't lose in the first round after having the best team all Please regular no. season. He's hurt, I, and, and like, I, I mean, how much do you have to beat a guy when he's down? I mean, like, how much that it robs us of? I mean, the Pelican—the Pelicans are going to be a legitimate force. They're building it the right way. They got good leadership. They've got good ownership. They've got it right. They've got—they made the right plays. You can see it when Zion comes back. Which, by the way, what? the holy hell is going on with Zion Williamson <laughs> doing jumps, dunks, but putting the ball between his legs and dunking. The dude can't play for five minutes. Can't just run up and down the court, but he can do that. Someone said, well, that was muscle memory, muscle memory. The dude's got a foot problem, I guess, right? That's what he said. It was a foot problem. How is he dunking <laughs> with the ball between his legs and throwing it down? And that's not going to, but running is going to bother his foot. Um, Oh boy, that's very odd. <laughs> that, that Zion thing is weird. If I'm a Pelican fan, I'm like, hey but, guys, it's 2 2. 
Zion, um, just come here and rebound. Don't do I'll, anything else. I'll give you the other side of it. And Big Nelly Buckets, good morning, sir. Thank you for, for coming in. I missed you earlier on the roll call for the brigade. He just said it in the chat. Role players step up in championship teams. It happens yeah. all the time, right? Correct. Guy has to play in baseball that it has, you know, 12 at-bats in the last two months. He comes in, you know, gets a clutch base hit, team wins a game, it goes on. If you're the Pelicans, you're tied 2-2. This guy, you're on the team. You're, right. you're number 11. What a, you're watching Zion do all this stuff. I mean, maybe he's practicing, maybe he's not, but do you want him in now? Like, we're 2-2. We're in a battle. I don't need you coming in right now and messing up the mojo. Yeah. You're not in the flow of everything. So it looks great on the video. And I mean, it is impressive dunks, but can you come in and play defense? Can you come in and rebound? Like, I need you to do this. I need you to score a little bit too, but we're two, two with the Suns, and they ain't got Booker. I don't think they, I don't think you want to throw him in now. Like I, if it was me, I'd be like, listen, Zion, stop doing this shit for the cameras because then it gets out there and everybody's talking about it. It's all over social media. It's all over sports center and everything else. And you're like, man, what the distraction? We don't need this. We're trying to win a game. What if the Pelicans win game five? Is it dump all in over on game six? I don't look. My question is Devin Booker's hamstring. Is it really hurt or is it let's rest it because we're trying to win a championship. And if we have to drop a couple of games and win four games to two, we're okay with doing that. Ooh. Okay. That's my question. Because if you're down three, two, he plays game six. Okay. Hurt. You just play it and you hope the thing doesn't pop. You just, it, if it if it's just a grade one strain, like they said, okay, he said I heard it pop, which caused me to go. That's not a uh -oh. grade one strain, uh -oh. okay. That's serious. Like yeah. that's a that's a four to six week rest, don't do anything type of injury. After the game was over, Devin Booker, I don't know if it was after the game or it was during the game, but he, there's a picture of him standing at the foul line, not moving, staring at the Pelicans bench. Of like, when I come back, <laughs> just remember who I am. Okay, I I love Devin Booker. I okay. swear, so I love. I him. wonder if does he know? I mean, I wonder if he knows something as to like he was getting shots up yesterday. TNT reported that he was getting shots up before the game, so he's at least shooting. Maybe not running, but he's shooting. You can't run. You can't not be able to run and play basketball. Of course not. I know. I understand. But I'm just saying, how significant is the injury where? I mean, we've seen it. Guys play 65, 70% and they just don't push it. You just don't go and try to like explode. You just sort of run and you play, you know, at, you know, lesser than what you normally would play from a percentage. So I just wonder if they lose game five, does Booker play game six? If he plays game six, I think they win the series. They win game seven. They win games when they win game six, they win game seven, just from an emotional lift of having him on the court. I think it could be significant. Was it last year that the Lakers? We're up 2-1 on the Suns, and AD came back a little early, forced himself in. Yes. You know. It was 2-2, two, two, I thought, right? It was 2-1 it was, well, was Lakers, and then the Suns won out. 
tied it 2-2, won games five and six. Right. But AD tried to play, hurt. Right. Destroyed himself. Lakers out. If Booker tries to play and hurts himself, hurts himself, is that the end of the Suns? No, but I don't. I mean, look, I think they're dead with him or dead without him. I mean, I think I think if he's banged up and hurt, they're not getting past in the next round anyway. So they're not going to beat Dallas. I don't think so. They better beat the Pelicans. Well, that's my. I mean, I think they do beat the Pelicans. They better but, beat the damn Pelicans. But without book, I think it's going to be really hard. I, I, I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, staying in the West. So after the win last night for Denver, here comes the line. Well, we're the best team down three one of all of all time. <laughs> Which I kind of responded to, like, well, you weren't down 3 0 when you were down 3 1 in the bubble. Now I get it. They're the only team to come back down 3 1, and they've done it twice. But what do you make of the Nuggets saying that they're, that they're 3 1? Don't let them get hot. The Warriors <laughs> need to respect them. I, I don't know. Does this series go even to a game six in your mind? The Nuggets coming back from. 3-1 in the bubble has a special place in my heart <laughs> because that's basically how this show really solidified itself starting. That's true. I have the stroke. <laughs> I'm in the hospital and I wake up and I put on the basketball game and it's game five of the Nuggets down to the Clippers. And I'm explaining to this guy, this nurse, GP, Giampaolo, who doesn't really like basketball. He says he only likes soccer. And I'm watching the game going, you know, they're going to come back here. And he's like, what are you talking about? And it, it instantly brought me that calm. And then I told Jessica, call Peralt and tell him the Nuggets are still alive. The Nuggets bed is still alive. And I was so excited. But she was and like, it wait, kept- what? I, I, had, I hadn't talked to your wife ever. I never, <laughs> I had never spoken to Jessica before that time. And she sends me a text message to say, hey, Matt, um, this is Jessica. I'm Dave's wife. Um, Dave's in the hospital. Blah blah blah. He had a stroke. Da, 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 da. And he wants me to tell you that he, that some bet's still alive. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? So he wants you to know that the Pelican that the, his that your Nuggets play is still alive. I couldn't wait. So they win that game five. They win game six. And, and I get out of the hospital. And the first show I do is yours. Yep. It's that Thursday. I mean, I was in there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I got discharged. And I was like, I can't wait to talk to you on Thursday. <laughs> Gives me goosebumps to this day. But you can't come and say you're the best comeback team from 3-1 like stop. All right. It was a hell of a basketball game yesterday. Okay. You did what you were supposed to do. You kept the they series alive. Though. They could have lost that game yesterday. That, that was a game in the fourth quarter. The, like they blew them out. The Warriors aren't going anywhere, boys and girls. The Warriors are... Dare I say back, back, they're right there. Um, With Jordan Poole playing the way he is playing right now, as long as the referees aren't going to do what they did in that game, because that game really was, the Memphis game was bad. The Warriors game was equally as bad, I thought. The refs had a real big, heavy hand. I mean, you know, right away, that common foul that everyone's talking about against Jokic, which basically, you know, Draymond's thumb is in Jokic's eye. And they caused it, and they called it a, a common foul, which it really wasn't. Uh, the referees are a problem right now. There's really no other way to describe right it. Right now, 
well, in this playoffs, they are a big point. They've been a problem for a while, but they are a big talking point at the moment. Is I'll pose you this question before we continue the conversation about this series in specifics. Is it a bigger problem now because we've got more eyes on it and the gambling is part of it? Because it's always been a problem. No, it's always been a problem. It, it, it's a problem. It's a PR problem. The gambling side of it gives people the boogeyman that they want. Yes. Back That's, to this. The, yeah. the gambling boogeyman. Yeah. We might have to get that a, a, a T-shirt made or something because <laughs> yeah. I love that, that expression. Yeah. You're dead on accurate with it. Um, it's crazy how how close a lot of the games are, are decided on a bad call here or this or that, whatever, or continued pattern of bad calls. But again, that's neither here nor there. The Golden State Warriors are going to close out the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. The number is eight and a half. And you know how I feel when an NBA games get over seven. Looking to take the dog. I have no interest in taking the dog in this game. Just it like was tonight. fun, Denver. In Toronto tonight. Same, it was, it same was, deal. it was fun. Um, peace out. See you later. It's over. I would agree. All right. So the Heat and the Bucks. I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm. So the books put how's our num- Bucks, by the way, win game one and win the series bet looking now. I'm just curious at minus 360 that we laid. Check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks pretty good yeah so yesterday game four bucks minus four game yeah. three bucks minus one and a half yeah bucks win the game by 20 plus in the first in game three bucks win huge again in game four yeah does anybody in the room like raise their hand and go like Me. hey um you know they won the game by 30 in game three mm. And uh, why is it four? Like, shouldn't it be seven? Shouldn't it be eight? Like, what what are we doing? Because I looked at that and I was like, this is the biggest gift of all. I was like, this is a gift. I'm getting the Bucks minus four. What the hell do you think this game's going to go differently than game three? How is this possible? And the Miami Heat yesterday were minus one and a half. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Atlanta won game three. Uh, Again, I, I, I know, but they won it on a last second shot by Trey. Yeah, so you watched the games. I mean, it was a last second <laughs> shot. <laughs> Trey just, I mean, they were losing the entire game. They, they yes, made a run at the end. Trey makes a shot, and I'm like, okay, that number is going to be five. Heat minus five. Was less. It was one and a half. It was a, well, it was the same number. That's the thing. You you, you know, I've ta- I, I, I've told you this. Like, a lot of it's plug and play. It's, it's literally just, just like, like make the line the same, move it up a point. It's It's, it's no big deal. It's like – Wait a second. We can use this to our advantage. Let's, you know, or do you just copy everyone else's number and put it up and you sit there and wait, and then you go, geez, the favorites won again. Well, you don't have to lose every time the favorites win. You can need favorites too, but they just won't do it, P-Roll. Like Chicago somehow won a game in this series. This was the game. This was the series that we talked about before. We told everybody to make that, you know, game one series price parlay. That was just, I mean, mispriced. It was value. It was yeah. it was minus three sixty, but it was value. I didn't expect the Bulls to win one game. They did. Okay, but have you watched the games? It's not competitive when the Bucks win. They don't. It took Demar Derozan exceptional effort one night 
for them to win. Right. Goes off, goes crazy. And then he has not done it since. And the Hawks got that one performance from Trey Young. But overall, the Hawks as a team just don't have enough to beat the Heat. So it's not reflected in the game-to-game price. It's not. And and it's been – I've been talking about this for years. I I would be the guy in the room going, make it six. Everyone's at three and a half, four on the Bucks. Let's make it six. I would do it. I would take the bet from the bad guys on the dog and move it back down because they just bring it back. They're laying four and they're taking six. Just so everyone knows what we're talking about here. The last four games that the Bucs have won in cover. Now they've won two games in, in this span where they did not cover, including the first game where they were laying 10 and a half and they won by seven. But they have won by 24, 30, 30, and 21. Like they've covered by 14, 20, 27, and 19 and a half. Who's when that? they are the Bucks. When the Bucks win in cover, they are killing their opponent. Now, they did in game one win and not cover. And then they lost game four, game two, it caused all, all this chaos, which woke them up, which was what it was a good thing. That's why I was like game three, you know, Milwaukee, game three, Milwaukee, game four, Milwaukee. And so maybe I'll even look at game on Wednesday. I'll look at game five. I think the series is over. I think the price probably goes back to 10. For that, for that, it is game. ten. It's ten yeah. right now. Okay, so it makes sense. Put it at ten, and just you know, go back to what it was in game one to see if people will come. But in see, with like, dog. what would you? I, I'd rather use eleven and just get some dog money. Okay, because it's a closeout. The Bulls aren't going to win game five. It's not happening. Okay, so let's go get some dog money and see. But like, there's probably people with. A series price on the box that may look to, to to try to middle the last game. Elimination games are very hard to book, to bet. Yeah. Because, you know, does a team quit when they're down 15 with two minutes to go in the third and they get to the, you know, they limp to the break and they're down 12? Or do they have fight in them? Does the game go over? Does it go under? It's all a lot of interesting questions. One thing you don't have to worry about answering is that the heat. Or, I mean, the Bucks are winning on Wednesday. And, I mean, I, I think you can too. put them in the money line with parlay with Golden State. I think that both series end on Wednesday. Yeah, and I, I think the Heat do the same thing. Uh, I, I think the, the Heat will close up shop and, and win. They play Tuesday, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. They, they play Tuesday. Seven, seven and a half is in the early numbers on that. And, you know, it's a little, it's a little high. But, I mean, you look at the way – they have won by 17 and a half. They won by 24, 10, and 24 in the three wins for Miami. Damn. One loss by one. So again, another, and again, uh, by the way, when the Hawks lose, the Hawks are, are now 0 and 44. That is the ATS. one of the most strangest anomaly things I have ever heard Going in this, this life that we've lived like, going into this series they they, they were 0 and 41 when they lose they do not cover they have lost 3 times and they did not cover on the 3 times that they have lost they're now 0 and 44 ATS i mean so you like miami you just laid the points forget about the money line right but why don't why wouldn't the books put it at 9 knowing that 
the books don't care whether Atlanta is never covered or not. They're just they trying don't. to manage this one game and go. But I would I would that does, use that this factor in at all that, that there's no one that raises nope. their hand and say every nope. single time this team has lost and, and, and now as a dog, they're oh in 25 as a dog when they lose. So there'll be fa- there'll be dogs again. That is the damnedest thing. Seriously, <laughs> like that is really. I mean, I've never heard of that. Anything close to that? It's I, a it's an anomaly. It's, it's an absolute unicorn event in sports betting when it comes to Atlanta. It is, yeah. So hell yeah, if we if it was our book, if it was me and you, make this thing nine and a half. Let's <laughs> see if we can get them to cover the first time. Right, like. Let's, Can let's, you put a number let's up? make history. Like, what's the big deal? What's so somebody's going to bet it? Like, yes. Right. right. That, that, that's my point. So if you put it at nine and a half and someone says, oh, thank you. I'm going to bet it. You're like, thank you. Thank you. Because you got the You need that money. You need, you need that on the other side because 23, they've covered now. Atlanta has cut co- our Miami has covered by 23, two and 17 and a half in these numbers laying six and a half, eight and one. The number can't be the same. That's what I would sit in. I would sit in the room and say, it's like, right in the middle. It, it, it's game one was six and a half. Game two was eight. So they came in with seven. It's right in the middle. Can't be the same. Got to be higher. <laughs> Got to be higher. Right. I, They've never be. covered all year. In this situation, the, all whole year. season, the entire season. It is, a, it is an absolute unicorn betting event with the Atlanta Hawks. If you like Miami, just lay whatever <laughs> number you get. It doesn't matter. See, this is so funny because I I would be in the room literally going, guys, let's make history. Let's make a number that they're going to cover. We can tell everybody. It'll be a good press opportunity. I want 11. I want 12. I mean, right. Just just put a number. Yeah, let's look. We finally found the number that Atlanta could cover. There you go. And what's what's the harm? We'll get a lot of free press out of it. Yep. We'll take one limit bet. Who gives a shit? Just do it. But you won't do it. No books will do it. How does this line move? It has to go up, does uh, it not? It's Monday. We're uh, doing the show. It has to go up. It's going up. It has to go up. It's got to close at eight and a half or nine. It has to. Oh, you think it goes that high? It, there has to be one. If anyone's paying attention, okay? <laughs> if anyone is paying attention to what's going on in this series, it should be 99% of the money going on the uh, on on uh, on Miami. Right. And then Moneyline Hawks. That's it. The spread doesn't matter. Okay. There's only two bets you make on this game. Lay whatever points you want. Money line Hawks. Bet them both because it's plus money on the Hawks. You know, just whatever. Bet a bet a hundred on on yeah. uh, bet a hundred and whatever, 110 on minus seven, and bet 50 on the on, on the money line. Guaranteed right. profit. For sure. So there you go. Cause it's not because you go, oh, wait, what happens? The Hawks lose by five. Okay, but they haven't all year. Like, can you lose both bets? Yes. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, it has not happened yet this year. Plus 250 on the money line. See? (laughs) So like either the Hawks are winning or, or, or Miami's winning by 10. Like that's just sort of how the game's going to fall. Be completely hilarious. Is if Atlanta covers the spread yep. and loses, and it could, and and, and that's, but the, that's the guy in the in the back corner of your of your risk room going like, um, Dave, but what if? <laughs> and then as a book, right, all you're doing is managing the what ifs, right? If you're if you're managing risk, what you're trying to manage is the what if. I guess, but at the same time, what if 
it never happened. Right. Like, <laughs> whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever I, got, happens. I yeah. have, it's, it, the sample size is big enough for me. We got 41, 45, 45 games, 25 as a dog, 45, it, 44, 44, 44. Was, yeah. Cause of the playoffs All as right, a so. dog, they're Oh, and 25. I mean, <laughs> and they're a dog and you're telling five. me what if <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to lunch. That's what I would say. I'm <laughs> done with you. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> right. That's it. Crazy. All right. Uh, on to tonight and on to the boogeyman. The boogeyman named Scott Foster. No Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to play. Ben Simmons is going to play. Ben Simmons is going to play. <laughs> Boston beats the living dog do out of the Nets in game number three. <laughs> ow. Ow. My back. Ow. <laughs> I, I can't. Ow. He was never playing. Come on. I think he was going to play. I do. I think he was going to. Really? Yeah. I think he was going to try to attempt it. I think he was going to attempt to play. And now his back, his vertebrae, whatever the hell he's got, whatever creative ailment that they've got Ben Simmons out. <laughs> but who is in is a bigger story than who is out. You can't play Ben Simmons in a game four down three. Nothing. No way. Can't do no it. Way. We malpractice. But, and boy, is Stephen A. Smith torturing that dude. Quit on LSU. Quit on the Sixers. Quit on the Nets and had the gall to file a $20 million grievance against the Sixers. Woo. That's not good PR for Ben Simmons. But getting bad advice. Scott Foster's in this game though, Dave. I'm really not happy about this. This is not good. So he's in to extend the series, you think? Correct. Number one media market. Most drama. Most eyeballs. Biggest series so far in the opening round. It is not a coincidence Scott Foster is working this game. And the league officers are right there down the street. Correct. <laughs> Such a bad look. Why? Why? If you're the NBA, why do you do this? Why? It's so transparent. It's so obvious. It's absolutely ridiculous. To the point where I need, you know how we have a ping pong ball? We watch the ping pong balls. I want to watch how they assign these referees to, to, to which series. I want to know. I want to watch it. <laughs> It should be a live stream on how they pick who referees what. Uh, this is complete bullshit. Yeah. That Scott Foster is working tonight in game four. This is enough to affect the way you bet the game. I already bet the game and I'm pissed off. So you know what side I'm on. <laughs> I'm pissed off. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have bet this side. I got plus 105 money line Celtics. I'll tell you right now, at any point during this game, I get plus money on the Nets money line. I'm betting out. it. You're out. I'm betting it. 100%. You give me any plus money, plus 110, plus 105, whatever I get. You give me any plus money in this game live for the Nets, and I'm betting it, and I'm just going to kick my heels up and watch it as a fan because I don't want to be dealing with my money being tied to this guy. Ugh. Well, that sucks because I wanted to see the Celtics sweep Brooklyn. I wanted to see them do it in Brooklyn and wave to the fans and say goodbye. I, and they still could do it. It's just too big of a narrative for me not to with Scott Foster working this game. Tony Brothers would have been the only other one. Those are the two referees that if you want the dog to win, you put that guy in. I mean, do we do it so we have a celebration party at home? On Wednesday, we lose no, this game. You just want to extend the playoffs because there's not right now. Where's the drama? Milwaukee's going to win in advance. Miami's going to win in advance. 
The Suns and the Pelicans is interesting. That's one. You need more than one other series. Memphis and Minnesota, kind of. But people aren't really watching that series. It's the middle of the country. They're putting it on, on NBA TV. I don't care about that series. Meanwhile, that series has been great. Philly's going to close out Toronto tonight. Like, what do we do? Like, this is not what the brigade. The, the brigade is all. It's, uh, everybody's on deck right now. Industry plant. Uh, SoCal came with the Nets as home favorites, or nine and one straight up in their last ten. With him as the as the official. Yep. Bucket says NBA needs a game five of this series. Like it's happening. It. It's happening. Nets are winning tonight. I want out of my bet as badly as I can get out of my bet. I want out. And I hope to, I hope to God tomorrow morning I'm coming on here and I'm like, thank goodness. It didn't matter. Boston shot the living daylights out of the basketball. So the referee couldn't do anything about it. Boston just, but I'm expecting, let's see Marcus smart in foul trouble in the first half. I'll I'll expect to see Robert Williams getting in foul trouble in the first quarter. Uh, Jason Tatum, not getting any calls whatsoever. He's going to get beaten up. No calls going to Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant at the foul line 20 times tonight. That's my projection. We'll see how close I am tomorrow. Time of the show is 1057. Take sure we get that in the notes for the clip. (laughs) Because if that all even remotely comes close to happening, we're cutting that clip right there and posting it. (laughs) It very well could, which stinks. I don't want to see that. Um, It's the likelihood of that happening now that you said it out loud. I I I trust the brigade. the, The brigade, like this is a lot of these guys see stuff too. Does it affect the way? Would it affect the way we would book the game if we were booking this game? Because I know for me, I would be very quick now to respect and maybe overmove a bad guy play on the Nets. I'd be like, man, listen, this guy, this is what they do. They come in and make him the official. So, ah. Uh, it's not by accident. It's just not. Stinks. It's just uh, stinks. Whole thing stinks. It's awful. But you know, the hope is that it's a ten point game, one way or the other, and there's not calls like Boston can't hit a shot or Brooklyn can't hit a shot, and the referees do not matter. But <laughs> way too often are we seeing referees come into play. And just look at happened with the with the Memphis game. I mean, my gosh, the you know Memphis was talking about it after the game at the podium, ripping the referees. So it's not just the Boston series; the referees are being brought up. You 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 see why they have that policy in place, of course. But I'm glad that some coaches just say screw it. I'm, well, you have I'm, to. I mean, at some point, you have to speak up for your guys. You yeah. have to, yeah. You have to. You have to say what's going on. We see what's going on. They're talking about what's going on on a broadcast. Social media is blowing it up, talking about it, posting clips and things and that. So I'm going to say it, and you can find me all you want. It's an issue. Um, Brian says KD might get to the line more than that. He had 20 free throws in the last game. Okay. Yeah, possible. So does that affect the way you bet it? I might. I mean, I just told you yes. I'm oh, on. So, I'm on Boston plus one. No, I know, but like line. props, like oh. Kevin Durant um, scoring. 
I don't over. Like, I don't like maybe I don't like to use referees as a, as a rationale as to bet a prop. What are you talking about? Some of the sharpest guys I know bet umpires in baseball. Yeah, for years. Ba- basketball is, I don't know. It's hard to do that. I mean, it's possible, but I'd rather know the guy's going to hit shots versus get calls. Like, if I think Kevin Durant's going to hit a bunch of shots tonight, then I think I'd bet him. But I don't think he's going to hit a bunch of shots tonight because Boston's defense on him is the best I've ever seen. It is great. So they, oh. they've, I mean, Ima Doka has got him on lockdown. Man, they know what to do, how to do it. And they're not going to let Kevin Durant beat them. It's going to have to be somebody else. And if Kyrie is not interested, <laughs> you know, Kyrie looked pretty disheartened after game three. He walked out of that building looking pretty either coming in on a mission or booking Cancun trips. One of the two. So we'll, we'll know early I'm on Kyrie. And if Kyrie's not, if he's not on a mission, they're going to be in trouble. Boston, be- by the way, by the way, here, here's a really cool thing to watch tonight that might come into play. It's why I bet Boston. So right before game three, if you had gone to the secondary ticket market, you could have gotten into that game pretty cheaply. It's a two-hour drive from southern New England to get down to Brooklyn. It's about a three-hour drive from Boston to get down to that game. Nets fans gave up tickets in game three. What are they going to do in game four? Oh, it might be a home all- game. It might be a home game for Boston tonight. First of all, there's not that many Nets fans, period. Well, but like, I mean, eh, okay, but there was the Mary J. Blige. I mean, even Spike Lee. I mean, there is some like. Yeah, they want to be there. It's a a BC. They're not Nets fans per se. Okay. Basketball town is a Knicks town. Okay. Has been. But Knicks are in the playoffs. So. Always right. Um, That's, that's interesting. Um. I just did that drive last summer. It's not bad at all. Just shoot down, you can go to the game. But I don't. I, I I'm not in a hurry to go get a ticket now that Scott Foster's the official. Nope. Like it's 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 because when I woke up and I went to sleep last night, thinking I was going to post a picture with Annex hat. One more sleep. There's one more sleep for Brooklyn. One more sleep. Night night. That's what I was going to post, Forget. and it was too late. I missed it. So hopefully, if the Brooklyn wins, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. One more sleep, night, night, because it's over in Boston. It's over. I think it's over tonight. I'm not ready to lose the faith. Okay, good. S- Steve Nash has right. no answer. We're going to have to overcome the officials. That's fine. Okay, we're going to do that too, because he can call fouls. He. He ain't playing defense, and the Celtics are playing defense better than anybody in the NBA. I hope you're right, but I am taking plus money on the Nets if I get it. So I, I don't blame try, you. I, I would try to punt on my bet if yeah. I can. I'll be taking plus you money. You can do it multiple times. Uh, how is Philly laying eight points tonight against Toronto? How do I you don't feel? know. How do you feel about that number? Number seems steep, doesn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Anything over seven is steep. And Beats hurt. There's obviously something wrong. It affected his play in game four. Um, the Raptors did what they needed to do. Thank goodness for Morenci's sake and everyone else associated with, with Gabe because he would have been raging mad had they not won on Saturday. They did. So now we got a game five. These game fives are weird for the home teams, right? I think all the pressures on them. Toronto's supposed to lose. They're dogs. Go play, play free. 
I don't know about Van Fleet and all that other stuff. We're going to see. I think maybe that's why the number's a little bit high. It's not yeah. so much based on JoJo's health status. It's it's Van Fleet Fair. in Toronto. So um, Sixers covered both home games in this series already. Obviously, they covered the, the, the overtime game as well. I'm looking to take Toronto at this point right now with these points. This would be this would be my pregame thought. Throw it all out the window with Embiid status. I just don't know. Like I don't. But I do. You trust to be laying eight in this game? No way. I my plan is to wait for the number to get to below one possession, gets below three, and then take Philly. Ooh. Okay. I think huh. Philly wins the game, but I don't like the number. So I want in game. I want a fast start for Toronto. I want this thing to come down. You know, give me to be two and a half. Give me three. Give me two. I'll be on Philly. Two but ten I, and a half. Two eleven. Pretty under, good number. Under. Unless it's a closeout. These closeouts get out of hand. Oh, you mean like it's like one thirty to one ten type of thing? Well. Bench yeah. players are in and no one's playing defense. In terms and it of just, yeah. And it, yeah. And, and it becomes a, a celebration game. That's yeah. what, that's what I mean. Like, and, and I've seen this so many times in the NBA, you have it nailed, you have it nailed. And then they go the on that late third quarter run or early fourth quarter run. And it's like, all right, take the starters out. They put the towel over their head. They sit there and it just goes back and forth. A bucket, 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 bucket. And, you know, the crowd singing, the crowd saying, we want the heat. You know, it all starts and the game flies over. But my initial thought is with you is, is, is under, but that's a competitive game. If it's not competitive, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't bet the total tonight. I, I just, I, I want in-game Philly. I want in-game Philly down to two and a half or two if, if I can get it. Yep. All right. So the Mavericks, I, this is part of better to book it, so we'll get to it later in the show for my pick. But what do you make of the steam here on Dallas? This thing is rocketing up to three and a half. Uh, this is a pretty big move. It's painted three right now. Today. Okay, so it's come back down. Okay, it was three and a half this morning. Yeah. It was two yesterday. Um, then two and a half, then three, three and a half. Now back down to three. Yeah. I like Dallas, but I mean, I, I sound like a broken record. I like Dallas every game. Um, did the Jazz win it or did the, the Mavericks lose it last game? I think. Um, I think the crowd really had a big factor in the second half of that game. Yeah. It really, they really helped to push Utah and they got. Mitchell had a couple of really big shots. Clarkson played really, really well. Yeah. But the energy, I thought Dallas kind of said, all right, we did what we had to do. We won game three. They can have game four. We're going home for game five. Well, that's the way it started. And was it was in that way into the first half. And then Dallas went on a crazy run to be leading that game. Well, and it Lucas looked- shot. I mean, Lucas three that he hit to go up by four should have won the game. Correct. That should have been the icer. That should have killed the game. But instead, I mean, I was on Dallas plus six. The end game the- at that point was 12 to one. Yeah, it was, it was t- they, that shot right there. That should have been, but then you had the and one from Mitchell 
that was a bad foul goes to three and then the, the lob to go bear. And then the last second shot was just that off. That, that play was just dead on arrival. That was an awful play. Call Terrible by Jason Kidd. That was a really bad, bad play call. So, you know, it, I've been underestimating the jazz all series. I just don't think they're that good of a team. I mean, they won, but now this becomes a three game series, right? With Dallas at home for yeah. two of them with Luca back there. I say he's back. I mean, he looked pretty no, good. He looked good, but I think this is a jaw situation to me. It, it's like Jalen Brunson is a really good, good player. He can't do nearly as much as he wants to do when Luca's on the court. So it's like if Luca wants to be Luca, like if everything has to, if the offense has to run through him and, you know, he has to get certain number of touches and whatever, then yes, Brunson can't be. But if Luca just comes on the court and kind of lets them play the way they were playing and just be a part of it, I think it's a run out. I think Dallas wins game five. I think they go and win game six. But you need Luca to take that secondary role. Just for a game or two. That's all we need right now, Luca. We'll be fine. That's tough. Arguably He's that kind five. of player. I think he's he, arguably a top five player in the game. He is because he has to be. He doesn't have to be right now. Ride the wave, brother. That's what I, I hope be, you're right. No, I, I that's I, what I, I would be right. telling him if I was a kid. I'd be like, look, man, we're good. Let's like we need you, but we don't need you to do all the stuff you had to do before. Look at the way these this guy's playing. Let him yeah. handle the ball. Let him create the shot and throw it back to him. I think Luke is on board with it. I do. I, 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 I this is a dangerous team to me. I think it's, I, I think the Mavericks, if they get a down Phoenix team, agreed. Or if they get the Pelicans, <laughs> I yeah. don't know what to make the price, but I put I, them in the Western Conference Finals. I would agree with a shot to win it. Yes. With a shot to win. Look at the games against the Warriors. They beat the Warriors a couple of months ago. Battles. At home by 30. Battles. That would be really fun Western Conference. That would be because they play very similar styles. They have similar size players. Luca versus Steph. I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's that's a lot of fun to watch to see though if we if we do get it, if, if we get that. All right. So this morning. Let me tell you a little story. So last night I, I've been waiting to put this on the juice for a couple of days now. And I was Mm -hmm. just like looking for a day as to like, when it's going to be a little bit quieter, when do I want to jump in on my NFL draft betting? Cause I had bet it about uh, what day I bet it Friday. So I was like, when am I going to go ahead and jump in on this? Numbers weren't moving. I was watching it kind of waiting saying, okay, if the numbers move, they'll jump in numbers never moved. Minus 200 Hutchinson, the kid from Michigan is going one, going one, going one. Walker's going to go two. books are, expecting it. And then you start hearing the scuttlebutts. Our boy Frankie writes an article on SI. I start talking to one of my NFL draft guys and they're like, yeah, you know what though? I think Walker's going one. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, you got to think about this SEC guy, SEC player in a Jacksonville market where they have Georgia who plays every single year in that market, much like Trevor Lawrence with Clemson, you're trying to fill butts in stands and seats because your team sucks. So you need guys that are going to bring fans to come out and watch. How do you win the night? You take a Georgia kid. Walker's going one. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I bet Walker going one, going one last night at plus 190. Or I got on Friday, right? But I put on the juice last night, plus 190 at DraftKings. Hutchinson, his total is one and a half over one and a half 
for him. If he goes two, we win the bet. Detroit's two. Most likely Detroit takes him at number two. If he's there at two, Detroit takes the Michigan kid. Makes total sense. So it's over one and a half. That was plus 160. I wake up this morning <laughs> and the entire day of market has changed. We have Walker at minus 155 now. Mm-hmm. And we have Hutchinson at uh, over one and a half is minus 230. I think it is now at DraftKings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so either I have insane closing line value or I just have bad information. This is why the draft is incredibly hard for the books, right? I told you <laughs> last time you asked me about mock drafts, how I felt <laughs> about them. I said I would rather have a root canal. <laughs> I feel the same about real draft. I, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. Somebody asked me, what, what do you compare it to? I don't compare it to anything. It's the worst thing, least fun thing I ever did in a sports book. I didn't like it at all. It just... You have no shot. You just yep. take a bet, move a number, take a bet, move a number. And now it's Monday. The draft is Thursday. People listening and watching the show, bet the draft before you come. You yes. can't bet the draft when you're here. This is our Monday reminder. But when now you get here Thursday, the market has changed so much. I don't even know what I'd recommend betting. I mean, I, I took it because it was two really good value plus money bets. I'm not saying they're going to cash. I just thought plus 190, plus 160 are two decent flyer bets to make on the draft. And now, I mean, everyone who is from the pro football focus world, they're all saying, remember, everybody thought Mac Jones was going third at this day on Monday of the of draft week. Everyone sure. had Mac Jones going third and then Mac Jones didn't go third. Right. So just be careful. There are four options now for the number one pick that all have like drop down odds. I mean, I don't think all four are laying juice, but all four have dropped down on the odds significantly. Really? Yeah. There's like four op- there's four options for number one now that you can like make a case. It's up there. Like it was Hutchinson was number one for a minus long 200 time. Yep. long time. And now yep. there's four different guys that may potentially go number one overall. Huh. So I just need to win. See. I just need Hutchinson not to be number one. I have a one in four chance of going one in one plus money gets me a win on the bets. So I'm good on the both plays because I have plus 160 on that, him going over, not being the number one pick overall. So that's I, all I really need to be profitable. Jackson was not taking him. Well, you would, it, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, they could, I guess. They're not taking would, him. It doesn't make any sense. So then the if they take problem Lyman, what if he gets, what if Jacksonville trades the pick? That's a 100%. Very possible, but Jacksonville is not really in a place to give up that spot. And supposedly, according to Adam Schefter, if you believe what he's reporting this morning, he's Which reporting. I don't okay, but, if ahead, you, but he he's reporting that teams are wanting to trade down. Nobody wants to come up. Correct. So they're like, eh, for what? Yeah, yeah for what? Who am I going up there to get? The, there's no transcendental player. There's no, you know, there's no Trevor Lawrence in this draft. There's nobody who's going to be a ten-year starter at the position. The, the teams that need a quarterback know that usually that's what the scuttlebutt yeah. is, right? Oh, right, you go up. They're going to take our guy, right? So we need to trade up so they don't. That everybody is calling all bullshit. Like they right. don't. They know that no one's taking the guys, and there's no one guy that much better with these defensive linemen than everybody else. That's a transcendental, like you said, yeah. person. So there's no, I don't think there's going to be a trade up, but there could be. 
There could be. There always is. A, there's always trades. I just don't think at number one. I don't think one is the trade. I don't think the Lions are going up. I don't think anyone's going to go up. The amount of draft capital you have to give up or just overall capital you have to give up to move to number one, even for number five. The difference between five and one is insane what you have to give up to go get the first pick in the draft. So like it just, I don't see anybody going like, I have to have Walker or I have to have Hutchinson or I have to have the offensive lineman from Georgia or I have to have a quarterback, so I'm going to go up. So I, that's why people are saying like, Hutchinson, you could bet him over three and a half now. And people are saying he's going to drop because they see the Lions trading down from two saying, hey, look, Hutchinson's going to be there at five. We'll trade down. We'll let a team that wants a quarterback to come on up at number two, and they'll take Malik Willis at number two. Like the, people are projecting those things to happen, and, and I'm okay with that. I just, to me, it was very stunning and shocking to see a plus 190 turn into a minus 155 yeah, in see, literally 12 hours. It's that's one bet. That's that that the numbers really? move so much. Yeah. One Somebody makes a limit at limit pet at, at plus one ninety in that situation. You make it. Yep. You go to minus. There's no. You don't okay. go to plus one seventy. Okay. You just flip it. You move wow. it immediately. You're moving the draft like you move nothing else. You literally have to have it. You have to have it fly because there's a second bet. Right. There's a third bet. There's a fourth bet. There's always a bet behind a limit play in the draft. Always. Mm. So you have to you have to overmove it. I mean, this guy, who is it, Walker? Trayvon Walker, yes. Georgia. Yeah. Frankie, Pet. Frankie Fat Stacks, Frankie Tadeo has him. Number so, one. At 360. He he had him. Yeah. He has him. I have a 190. He has him yeah. at 360. Yeah. He he bet it two weeks ago. Yeah. So he probably got the really good information. I really respect Frankie's opinion when it comes to the stuff like this. Like I'm not saying bet the house on it, but don't be afraid to not to, to lay minus one seventy or whatever it is today. Fifty five, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to go up. The, and the fight, if I was to pick one guy, he's the guy. Well, the reason why people now the argument supposedly it is Hutchinson is wanted by Shad Khan, the owner, and Trent Bulky, the GM, he wants. Trayvon Walker. And so my point to that is I think the GM wins and the football guy wins out. And I also think it's an easier sell. You can go, go, Hey, Chad, like the Georgia kid, like what, what are we doing? Like if we do, if we pass on this kid in our region, we're going to get reamed for, for years. If Trayvon Walker goes on and becomes Khalil Mack and he's destroying offenses for 10 years and we could have had him, and we let him go. And we said no, because we wanted the kid from, from Michigan doesn't sell well in the room guys like it doesn't sell well with our ticket holders like we we, we gotta we gotta figure out what to do here so that's why i bet walker because i think the narrative i'm comfortable laying the narrative they should go offensive linemen right they should protect their asset in trevor lawrence that's i mean should, that's, that's that's what they should do but it's the it's the jags <laughs> they're not gonna do that this the jags don't do what you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do is draft the quarterback and then the left tackle and you build it that way now that's not how they're gonna do it they, they've got the quarterback They've got some decent talent on the offensive line, and now they're going to go to get the, the pass rusher to go after the quarterback and help the defense, which was abysmal last year. So Listen, I think it's a, one Walker. It's a bad analogy because of the way, way it was used in the, in the past couple of years by you know people that were in, in office and stuff. But in football, you get a quarterback, and then you build a wall. Right. It's pretty simple. You yep. build a wall. You build you, – or you either have a wall – the offensive line. Yeah, and then put the quarterback in. Right. And then you put a quarterback in. Yeah. And it works. 
It's worked this way for years. I mean, I saw it happen with Roethlisberger and the Steelers firsthand. They had guys like Tommy Maddox. They had guys. I mean, there were some quarterbacks that were legitimate NFL quarterbacks, but they weren't superstars, but they were good and able to do what they did because we had the Steelers had an offensive line. And then they just placed Ben back there and it worked out. The Jags are going to definitely draft a defensive line. <laughs> it's just what they do. If they're the gonna, Jaguars. Jags are going to be Jags and they're going to end up being Jag offs because they're, they're going to draft a, a defensive line. So over the weekend, I think it was Friday night, maybe Saturday night. Our friends over at VEASAN had a story being told. Names don't matter. We can leave that out of it. But I just want to get your take as a I know maker. every one of them, but I go know, ahead. I know you yes. all of them. And, and, the, and the audience probably does too. But like, uh, just <sighs> I just want to get your take on something because I believe this should be an illegal act. I don't believe this should be legal in this country to do this. Okay? It's and so I want to get, bad. And I want to get your take on this. It's so bad. A gambler in Colorado goes to Barstool Sports' sports book, the Ameristar book up in Colorado and Blackhawk. Gambler walks in, has been shopping NFL draft odds, wanting to draft, bet, whatever. He goes to try to bet Walker to go number one like we're talking about. He asked, what are the limits? He said, what are the limits? They said, here's the limit. You can bet whatever you want. He goes, oh, great. I want to put three dimes down on Walker to go number one, and I want to put another dime down on I forget what the second draft position for somebody or was it walk? No, it was it was it two was, and a half for Hutchison over it was, it was Hutchison inside the top five. That's what it was. Yeah. Hutchison go in the top five. So and that was even money. So he's like, I want to put a dime on that. I want to put three dimes on Walker to go number one at plus one ninety. <laughs> ticket writer goes ahead and writes the ticket, has the ticket in hand, says, "Sir, I'll give this to you, but I need your license. Can I have your they, license first? They counted the money. They counted the money." Okay, it's got four dimes. Can I have your license? Takes the license, goes and goes and back. Just a formality, sir. Let me go ahead and do it. They run the license. Tickets counted. Our tickets printed. Money is counted. They come back and they say, sir, we're sorry, but the odds we quoted you, we can't take more than a dime on the first bet, and it's 500 on the second bet, and it's minus 130, not plus 190. And it's, I think he said it was like plus one something laying juice on the second bet as well. How is this legal that you're able to change a bet based upon who the person is? It's, I mean, because it's legal because there's no law against it. It's terrible. It's the, it's, it's just terrible practice. This is so, uh, it's supposed to go like this guy comes to the counter. I've had these conversations for two decades. Guy comes to the counter and says, what's the limit on a draft? And I go, well, what specific bet do you want to make? I can't answer the question because it might be two dimes on this. It might be a nickel on this. So tell me what you want to bet without telling me the specific bet. So tell me the market. You know, but I'm, I used to advocate for the player every second of every day. Right. Because I know how hard it is, one, to do the job, bet. Or just want to bet. But two, I know how hard it is to do the job to book it, too. So what's the limit? Or what do you want to bet? Oh, you want to bet three dimes on this? All right, let me let me check. What do you want to bet? A dime on this? Let me check what the limits are. 
because up to this point, they've probably been asked zero times up there at Ameristar. Right. Right. For this question. Hawk. Yeah. Right. So this guy that he was describing being big barrel chested, like, oh, we'll take whatever you want. Because he's used to people asking that question and then wanting to bet $200 instead of <laughs> 20 Like right. it's a different environment. Right. So you never know. Right. And I used to see this all the time. Everybody behind the counter, some new people, untrained people, they get very boisterous because they're in that position. Yeah. And then somebody walks up with ripped up shorts and a half t-shirt or hat sideways they got twenty thousand in their pocket it's that guy so you don't ask those types of questions so he says all right this is what i want to bet fair let me call i call the risk room and say look got a guy here and they go well who is he i used to like somebody would call one would come up and want to bet the dodgers to win the world series and a guy in the risk room would ask me before i was a guy in the risk room who is it i'd be like it's tommy lasorda (laughs) (laughs) who gives a shit like seriously well, well, is he a wise guy? Is he a wise guy? I don't. Do you want the bet or not? Like, that's that's the question. Do you want to take the bet or not? So now you get all this information. He still hasn't told you what he's going to bet. And you go, okay, we're taking the bet. Print the ticket. Count the money. Then you tell him you can't have the bet. It's terrible practice. If you know that the guy's going to bet over whatever threshold it is, for some books it's two thousand, for some books it's three thousand, for some it's five. You have to get the information, meaning you have to get the license to complete the transaction to make sure they're not money laundering, quote unquote, to make sure they're not on some federal list for a number of things. Could be anything. You have to slide the ID through this software. And it's called Know Your Customer KYC Information. That's it. So all of this is done before you take the money and print the bet. You have to do this before you print the bet. You don't do that. Instead, you take the bet, count the money, and then you go, oh, no, sir, I'm sorry. We can't take those amounts. You can take these amounts. You have right. you have your odds locked in. Change your microphone. Oh, thank you. Um, we have. Um, you, you you told us what you were going to bet. It's honorable to give you that bet. You have to give the guy the bet. Right. He beat you to the number. It's his bet. It's his yeah. ticket. You've exchanged the information already. You instead you say. Oh, we've changed the limits on those. I apologize. Okay. You can have the odds you have just for this amount mm-hmm. or this amount. That's the worst case scenario. Like you've already fucked up the whole thing. <laughs> right. There's no other way about it. You fucked up the whole thing. So, well, let me ask you this, this question. And I got me reverbing. I don't know if you hear the thing, Dave, but I got, I got to be coming back twice. Uh, should it be a law that you have to take the bet at the posted uh, odds? Should it be law that you should walk into a restaurant and get service? Yes. No shirt, no shoes, no service? That's not the same thing. That's, if you walk it, in and you're an it, asshole in a restaurant, no, no, no. they can throw you out. 
the appropriate analogy is if I walk up to buy a burger, it's five bucks on the board. You tell me it's seven bucks after I go to pay for it. That's the, that's the right analogy for a restaurant. Yeah, it's, you, you, you can't operate like that. It's terrible. There's you, no You should not operate a restaurant or a sports book like that. It's bad. It's 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 bad. It, I mean, I've seen it happen. It's not just Barstool Sportsbook. This happens at every sportsbook. And it's a lack of um training, understanding. I when I was at the mm-hmm. counter, I saw this happen from a lack of experience of the person giving the answers. You can come in. Sorry, someone's at my front door. Oh. That's why the dogs, go get it? That's why dogs are going absolutely losing their mind. Yeah, people don't like the dogs going crazy. No, they're in their crate and they just it's just, you know, I have I've no idea what Teresa's doing. So it's just we, you know we gotta get uh yes. we gotta get the reverb stopped. Uh yes. Matt, can you do that? Can you kill the reverb? Yeah, I don't think they can hear it on YouTube, but um I think it's a rendezvous thing. Let me clear the layer and it should fix it. Okay. Yeah, because it's in my head to pretty nice. It's in mine too. Um yeah, man, it's a it's it's a terrible Listen, I tweeted about it. I said, yeah. people wanted you. You people wanted sports betting everywhere. This is this stuff goes on. It's it's terrible practice. It's a bad look on the book. But not every guy coming up to the counter is transparent either. Like there's, it works on both sides. But once you get to that point, you can't change the odds and then tell the guy he can have the bet. And he did the right yeah. thing. Give me my money. I ain't betting here, and I'm going to tell everyone that I know about it because what defense do you have? I'll be right back. I got to see what the hell's going on because, like, these dogs are actually I think they're going to kill somebody. Hold okay. I'll All be right. back. Perfect. All right. Well, that's good because now I can even rant even a little bit more. <laughs> um, no. Take, take it away, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, – it's, it's one of the reasons why I didn't want to do the job anymore. I mean, I love the job. I loved being in a risk room. I love making numbers. I love taking bets and all this stuff. But when I see this being done, it pisses me off as it, as as someone who really thinks that this industry, you, you can make it, I think, I tell people all the time, it's not really a career. Um, it's better than a hobby, but you can make it a career now you're supposed to be able to with all this opportunity. But I'd be sitting there going, listen, what the what the fuck are we doing? You can't do this as a job. Like you can't, it's not right. So I don't know, add it to the 1.5 million reasons why I'm glad I'm not in a risk room because I would right. be sitting there berating people and I'd be like, look, this is our fault. We fucked this up. This is on the book. It's not on right. the better. It's on the book. We got to train people better to ask better questions. Do the KYC stuff before. Yeah. You can't you can't use that as an excuse to to now limit somebody. You want to bet you're gonna bet four times? The limit's three times, like with without ID, sir. So I need your ID. I need to put it in the system. It's not personal. Um, we just have to follow procedure. You print the bets, you take the money, and you go. If the guy got you, if you got got as the book, that's on you. 
You don't get to change the rules and say, hold on, give me that ticket. It's steam. What? It's steam. Like the dumbest, the explanations are worse than the crime in some of these situations. What could they have possibly said to that guy <laughs> that would have been an acceptable situation? There's nothing. No. And look, I think from a betting perspective, the PR is horrible. Like, I don't know if you saw what happened, but the VA, the VP of VIP experiences for Barstool started to get in on the, tr on the actual thread that VEASAN posted. posted. And, and they were then trying to defend it. And she had to go back and delete all three of her tweets trying to defend the behavior. And it made it even worse. Like, they poured gasoline on the fire by trying to explain, essentially saying, this host is lying. This never happened. And the host is like, ah, yeah, it did. It happened. I didn't see all those. Yeah, she deleted it. So I, Sammy, I, I, I saw the deleted by author, deleted by author, deleted by yeah. author. Sammy took your boy. Sammy took all the screenshots. He's got them. Oh, does he? Yeah. So it, was she he, saying it was justified or was making light of it or what? What was she the, was saying? You guys are all like believing in the Easter Bunny. Like she was making fun of people, saying like this never happened. It was like, ah, uh, yeah, it did. That the whole story was fabricated? Yes. Essentially what, let's see, I, I, I screenshotted one of them. Wow. Her answer was, I've learned not to believe every story I see and hear on Twitter, especially when they come from competitors and haters. And yes, boys, I saw the whole video. Some of y'all need to go to church. That's the VIP at the VP of VIP experiences at Barstool Sportsbook. Okay. Hey, listen, I've seen that too. I've seen that too, you know, where they're not telling the whole truth. You know, maybe, maybe it didn't go down like that. Maybe it was like, you know, you got an inexperienced supervisor okay. and you, you bet all this stuff and, you know, you didn't ask the limits. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I, without being there, I mean, I know those guys, so I don't think that they're fabricating the story. They may have shaded it a little bit. They may have. I mean, if she says she saw the tape, but for her then to, to delete it, like you don't need to engage at this point. No, you don't fight that battle. You be no. quiet. Like let that put out a press release, put out a statement, like do something. Don't go no. on Twitter and start arguing with people on Twitter. Do you know what you do? It's for $3,000. You take the take bet. The bet. <laughs> you take the bet. Right. It's that simple. That you, and then right. and then you go to the risk room and you go, guys, what are we doing? All right. Okay. This was a three thousand dollar mistake. Okay. Like fix it. But but it's three thousand bucks. Was it worth it now? They got I've never seen a a a, a VSIM video get more than like twenty thousand views. It's over a hundred and fifty thousand this morning. Yeah. Like it, people know. It wasn't worth it. Whatever, whatever it, it was, it wasn't worth it. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Not good oh, I lied. Put me all about my Cucumbas jersey. No, Did you see that? It's just the Cucumbas from the movie Hardball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Cucumbas. Oh, Look, Duffy's Tavern. That's okay. where I work. It's got, got the leprechaun on there. Matt, if it's still reverbing, is it possible yep. that both of your mics are hooked up? Because Dave's... Both of mine? Is, like nope. it's... 
Oh, it's not reverbing now. It is for me. Here, let me try this real quick. I'm just going to fade to black and then come back on. Okay. Fade to black. We're going to take a quick break here in PvP. <laughs> And how about now? Nope, still there. Still there. Um, change a mic, and then I'll change the mic back. Uh, that do anything? Yeah, nope. I think. Nope. I, I don't hear it. Yeah, I don't hear it either. That's good. Okay. And and neither does uh, YouTube. I can suffer through. Okay. Sorry. Right. I can I can make it work. I've done it before where I've heard myself in my head. So is everything all right at the door, sir? No, it's not. It's I'm furious, but oh, I can't do anything okay. about it because I'm, right. I'm breathe, I'm, breathe, I'm breathe, breathe. So okay, I, it's, it's fine. You know, I can't do it. I can't do anything about this, unfortunately. All right. So here's an interesting stat that was uncovered by our guys at Bet Prep, but I want to get your take for baseball, Dave. So right now, Major League Baseball is averaging nine point six plus per K to a homer. That is the highest nineteen twenty nine point Ks to every one home run in baseball. The overs came back a little yesterday, but they were on a 60-30-3 run to the under. What do you make of this? And is baseball going to play with the ball again? <sighs> I mean, I would bet yes. They're going to play with the ball again. Yes. I would agree, hundred percent. I I would bet yes. It can't continue like this. This is, I mean, that's an interesting number, and 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 it's it it's. I mean, since nineteen twenty, that's a hundred years ago. Yes, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how bad it's gotten. That's a long time. Um, you know, and and homers weren't prevalent back then, right? The problem isn't the home runs. The problem isn't the strikeouts. It's the fact that nobody even tries to hit for batting average anymore, right? Like. There is no interest, ability, this launch angle. And I get, we talked about it. Was it last week or the week before? Like, is it important that a ball is hit 458 feet? No, I need a ball hit the five, six hole. Right. That's what I need. I need you to go the other way with less than two outs and a runner third. So he can score. Like I don't, all the basic stuff about scoring runs, which would then win you more games. It's all been thrown out the window and we're seeing the results of all this training of, I mean, I'm in the cages with the kids for softball, but I see the baseball kids. I know a lot of the coaches. There's a lot of people teaching a lot of different shit. And the results are this, of this game that we have right now in major league baseball. It's, it's, it's a home run derby. It's hit a home run or strike out. And if the pitcher don't throw you enough strikes, right. you walk, it's it. It's a three outcome thing. I do the show every night with Dane Martinez. He called it that last year. And I was like, Dane, you're being, you're exaggerating. He's, he's right. It's three outcomes. Doubles, not important. Singles happen by accident. Triple right. died. Triple has died like the stolen base. It's, there's just not, it's not a part of baseball anymore. Very rare. It's a by accident that it happens. You know, guys used to hit triples because mm. they would hit the ball down the line and run around the bases. Now you just cruise in the second. Nobody even tries. So um, I think that like for us in this space, for odds makers, this gets really hard because you have to adjust the numbers down a lot faster. And then people betting 
are betting under, 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 under. They're betting first five under. They're betting first three innings under. They're betting seven innings under, nine innings under. I mean, like, will a run be scored? Absolutely not, no. Like, how do you adjust the numbers? Last year was the sticky stuff. This year's the ball. Keep talking. I'm moving these animals out of the house because now our neighbor's dog is barking. So now I'm getting two dogs barking at once. This is insane. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Look at this. They're going to call the canine people. This is this is dog fighting on dog stuff. Man, oh man. I don't know. Let me get this. I'll lean back so I get this whole cucumbers. And look at that. What do you think <laughs> of that shirt? Take, Did you like that movie, Farah? Take advantage of the full view. What's the movie? I can't tell. Hardball. Do you remember the movie Hardball when it, the cucumbers? I, I remember were the, the name. Team? Yeah, it was a gambler. Keanu Reeves was a gambler who was chasing bets. And he had to go coach a kid's baseball team. It's a fantastic movie. If you people haven't seen it, go go watch Hardball. But, yeah, the Cucumbas was the name of the team. And he called the bookie and he had to make a bet. And There's all, all kind of things that happen. But, yeah, man, baseball's it's flawed. It's, yes. it, it's flawed. It's broken. In a lot of ways, it's broken, unfortunately. All right, so I think I may have solved the dog problem. We still have the reverb in my head, but it's not it, the dog problem is settled for a little bit. Not as bad. I, I, they're literally outside. I put the cage outside. I was like, I'm not even <laughs> get out. Like a, they're get in outside. a cage. Put, yeah. This is that new world of working from home, man. So it's just uh, I can't get into it, but I just I'm, I'm really furious. Okay, uh, drops.com story of the day: Red Sox Blue Jays. Our guy Matt Jacob coming in on this one. Spencer just popped into the chat and said, sing the song from Hardball. We're going to the ship. What? We're going to the ship. What? S-H-I-P. Chip. It's not chip. It's okay to be wrong. Ask well, Spencer. There's no reason, no reason to be wrong. Spencer's been wrong. He's a, he's a Twins and Timberwolves fan. You want to talk about being wrong? G-Baby <laughs> was not wrong in the movie, and it is ship. But go ahead, sir. Tell me about this prop.com story today. Come on. So we have Barrios going today. Uh, Red Sox are a mess. They've got big problems. Uh, of all the like, against Barrios. Celtics night. What are you worried about these Red Sox so much for? Calm down. It's April. I know it's April, but Boston's got a bullpen problem, and then they've got an offense problem. There were no hit for nine innings. There were two runs in the 10th. They give up three and a walk-off <laughs> to Schirmeyer. Were you texting us to break it up? Yes, 100%. <laughs> of course I was. <laughs> For the <laughs> listeners, listen, Brigade, he's texting me in fair on Saturday. Red Sox are getting no hit. Seven I know as, they're as, getting no six, hit. Seven. I eight. don't respond. <laughs> he sends it again the next inning. Yep. I still don't respond. On. All I want is the Red Sox to get no hit, so we got something to talk about today. Yep. They, they got you, no hit. <laughs> they did. But they scored two runs in the 10th. They're up 2 nothing. Bullpen comes in, give up a double, single, three-run, a two-run jack. 3-2 final. Kiermaier goes deep. <laughs> pathetic. Just pathetic. They lose two or three, and now they got to go to Toronto. Avaldi against Berrios. Short number two. Got the under. I like under. I mean, 
it's only minus 120 on the on the Blue Jays. Yeah. This is the time you're supposed to bet the Sox, no? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say bet the Blue Jays, but I'd like the under. If I'm betting the game, I bet the under. I, I feel like this is one of those ones where people be coming up to the counter going, wow, I get Barrios or Barrios, however you say it, um, at this short price with the Red Sox coming off a really, you know, not a great series. Um, this one looks too easy. It usually is too easy. You can't even do the Boston, Boston parlay today. Uh, Bruins don't play today. Red Sox? You can do Boston, oh, Boston if you want. Yeah. I would fade it. I'd go Toronto, Brooklyn. I was going to do a Boston, Boston, do a Boston fade. I might put you out with the dogs right now. <laughs> you might have to go back outside for a little minute. That's unbelievable. Sorry, I'm the guy wearing the green and we're talking about the Boston. You're ready to bet the Nets and the damn Blue Jays. What's wrong with you? I just think it's fair. I mean, I would bet under. I, it's like a 5-2 win, 4-2 win for the Blue Jays, 4-3 maybe. Under's the best bet in the game. Yep, it's under eight. So I, I bet that under eight today, but I would not bet Red Sox to win this game today. By the way, Matt points out a really interesting thing. Red Sox are going to play 17 games in a row from April 15th to May 1st. Every Wait, day. Say that again. The Red Sox will play 23 games in 24 days, including 17 in a row, April 15th to May 1st. Damn, Every son. Day. That's a lot. Damn, son. You better get that bullpen in order right now. Tough. Don't like it at all. But see, that's 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 good. A, a lot of division games, too. I mean, it was down to Tampa. It's it's good up to Yankees. Toronto. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yankees. I mean, mm-hmm. it's this is no joke. This is. So that's a good thing for, for people looking at, like, the season win totals. And then, like, you can't discount them. Based on, I mean, if they could go bad, bad, lose yeah. eight in a row, it, it won't help them in the standings, but they're going to get healthy against some really shitty teams outside without hope this stretch. Yes. Yes, they will. Um, a lot of baseball, though. It's a lot of yeah. baseball, but it's it, but it's a lot of division baseball. 500 after April, that's good for anybody, especially True. my Pirates. But, like, your Red Sox would be okay, too. I don't know. We'll see. I have a, I have a feeling it's going to be a four or five game under 500, 500 for the Red Sox, which I don't love, but 25 games in April. So you think 10 and 15? Yeah, probably. They need Chris Sale. They need a pitcher to like help everyone else. You, you need one of those guys, just like in the NBA, when you need a guy to stop a run. Yeah. You need a streak buster where, you know, you, you have a horse who comes in and prevents those. You know, you don't have – you can have three-game losing streaks. That happens to everybody. You can't have six or eight. You, you, you need somebody to get in there and give me seven and two-thirds. Although nobody does that anymore. Talk about baseball changing. Where's the aces? Like, where, who pitches more than – five a third or six innings anymore it's crazy all right so let's get to the bet prep prop of the day quickly on this one pascal siakam over five and a half assists 
at plus 115. How do we feel about Pascal? Pascal Siakam over five and a half assists tonight. Has he gotten this number against them? So the numbers are the following. Uh, Six of the last eight, when his team is an underdog without Van Fleet, averaging eight per game. Eight of the last 10 against a team with a winning record when playing without Van Fleet, 7.6. And 10 of the last 15 games overall, 6.5 per game. Numbers five and a half. You can get plus money on this. DraftKings. Um, I misspelled Siakam's name, but that's not how you say his last name. But, uh, Siam. <laughs> that's that's my how, bad on that. That's it's fine. S I A K A M. Over over assets too, by the way. Oh, over yeah, assets too. There you go. Yeah, Matt, you got to be careful about just copying pasting me. <laughs> Your spelling stinks. Well, no, if I do it depending where I do it, if I do it on the phone, it can be. <laughs> trust, trust me, my spelling is worse than yours, bro. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> who are you? Oh man, not, not my much. not my strong suit. My I'm phone will autocorrect these things. So. Yeah, I wish I could have turn that off. <laughs> I wish I could turn that autocorrect off sometimes. Yeah. I don't it's catch it. bad. Um, I just wrote I wrote ass. I think ass, and they just put assets. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's maybe an indictment of you and your phone and your other yeah, conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time when I made a spelling error, it turned out to be a, a Playboy model. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's um, great. No, I is is Van Fleet definitely not playing? Game time decision. Yeah, I think he's out. I think we should bet this then. Pierre doesn't say much when he's in the chat. He just chimed in. Bet it. Okay. Bet it. Brigade bet. Woo. Like it. Yeah. All right. Time for bet it or book it. Better to book it is being brought to you by Fliff, the social sports book you can play for free to win real money. Come today at getfliff.com. Use that promo code props for a $25 deposit bonus. Terms and conditions to apply. Getfliff.com. All right. Better to book it. Mavericks. Going back to the old standby. Mavericks under 213 at minus 110. Betting it or booking it. I. Um, damn, this is a tough one. It actually isn't. Dallas at home, Luca back. Go back to that well. First game was 208, went under by 16. Yep. Second game was 206 and a half, over by seven and a half. No Luca. Right. Now back at home, first game on the road was 207 and a half, over by 36 and a half. We were on that right. over. Right. And then I was on the under in game four, 214 and a half, went under by 15 and a half points. They play slower with Luca on the court. At home, 30, 12, and one, Dallas to the under. Numbers would indicate that you're supposed to play this under. But I think Dallas is a different team. I think I'm going to book this one. Okay. I'm going to book it. I think, I, I, I think. If I'm looking to take a pregame position in this, I think I'm looking to play it over now and then hope for that kind of fast start and then go under. Although it could go the other way. This thing, did you see how Lotus got? This was under 200 um, in game four. Like I was I was watching the game live with the lines 
which by the way, for people that are new and listening and stuff, watch the games with if you're really into the betting, watch the games with the in-game lines. 100%. So you can see you don't have to bet them, but you can watch how these things move and you pick up patterns and you pick up like pace of play and different things that'll make you just better pregame betters as well as in-game betters. I saw this thing down as low as 196 and a half. And I was like, quick. And I was like, man, this is going to be one of those games, isn't it? And it was. So it's not always like that. But now that you said it out loud, this is probably going to go down sooner than it goes up. So Booking it? Booking it. Second bet. Mavericks minus two and a half. I have a little CLV on this. But I like the Mavericks to win in cover tonight. Minus two and a half. Betting it. Betting it. Betting it. Betting it, betting it, betting it. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down on this hill if I have to. Dallas is winning this series. Dallas has been a better team, and now we, we, we just add Luca. I'm good with only laying two and a half. Line should be four. I'm good. Three and a half now, but yeah, I like two and a half. And finally, Boston money line plus one hundred five. Before <laughs> I knew about Scott Foster, and I will be punting from this bet. But pregame, how do you feel about a money line Boston? It's over, Matthew. It's over. They're going to do it in Brooklyn. We're going to overcome it all. Scott Foster, kiss my ass. Let's go, Boston. Could come back to bite me, but man, don't he got to go to Phoenix? Actually, he's probably headed to New Orleans for game six is where he's headed. Yeah. (laughs) That's just, uh, can we bet his, where his next assignment's going to be? It's a great point. Phoenix game six to force win. a game seven. Phoenix wins game five. New Orleans wins game six because Scott Froster will go 15 and 0 against Chris Paul. That's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. If he takes down the Celtics today, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to be annoyed. But again, it's a TV show. We talk about it, all these things. I want Boston to win tonight. I just don't want – I want to watch the other games on Wednesday. I want to see the other games. I don't want to see that game on Wednesday. We got to, we got to celebrate know. Golden State moving on. We got to celebrate our cash our Milwaukee bet to win this series and go with the game one win. All that stuff's happening on Wednesday. I don't want to see Boston and Brooklyn because it consumes everything that I'm doing. I'm all caught up in it. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? So I, I, I mentioned it. Um, already at the beginning of the show. But last night I went down and saw this MJ, the evolution, Michael Jackson, the evolution show, people coming to town. We're telling everybody you can't bet um, the draft, the day of the draft. So Thursday bets are off. A good bet you can make is going to see that show. That's my neighbor. All right. We call him Q, but it was so much fun watching somebody who's dedicated his life to performing perform as Michael Jackson. So if you have any inkling, they took Michael Jackson's life from the Jackson five all the way to the end and perform songs in between. It's a small theater called the mosaic. I met the owner, of course, after the guy that made the show producer, of the show, he says, Tell all your people on all your shows to tell them that the Consig sent you and they get a discount. Oh, 
So I got my first promo code, all this bullshit with the sports books and all this other stuff. And I joked that, oh, I want a promo code. I really don't. I'm kidding. I mean, I, I mean, I'll take one, but <laughs> the guy says, tell them what, what would be unique about you. And, you know, the kids are like, oh, he's the consig. He's the consig. And I'm like, okay. So go see Dean or when you call to buy tickets or when you go to the counter, tell them that Kitsig sent you. Wow. I don't know exactly what the discount is, but he said, you know, we can we can work on it. So you got something to do in addition to watching the draft. Or by the way, I drove down the strip. Have you oh. seen? You haven't seen I, this yet, have oh, you? Oh no, I've gone nowhere near it. I'm scouting out parking lots. I was okay. I was I was like like yeah. we're gonna if we're gonna go down there, which again it's a pick'em. I don't know. We're gonna me and you will go down. I don't know if we're going anywhere near there. Okay. While the draft is going on, because we it's already to. we have to. While it's going on, yes. I think I'm doing a show on Sports Grid. I'm not sure yet. Okay. While the draft, I, is going I will on. be there for the first ten picks. I'll give you that on Thursday. Unless we're somewhere else on Thursday night, I will be on the strip Thursday night. They got Flamingo closed coming off the 15. Oh, really? Last night it was. It said Flamingo's closed to an event while we were driving down there. And I was like, the event's not till Thursday. What are they closed for? Well, no, all the pre-stuff starts. There's events tonight. There's events tomorrow. There's events Wednesday. Like it's a week-long thing. Like that's my favorite thing about today is it's draft week. We've spent, we were supposed to have this during the pandemic. We're supposed to have it in 2020, April of 2020. This week was supposed to be ours and COVID took it. And we didn't know whether the NFL was going to actually say, yes, you can have it again. And they did. So my favorite thing about today is that we actually are in draft week and I'm really psyched. I have to drive to UNLV in uh, an hour, which is on the other side of the strip. Where do you get off Tropicana? No, I go through the airport. Oh, you go around it. Good move. Yeah, good I always do that. Move. I always go around the strip, but I'm still going to be leaving way earlier than normal today because yes. I'm expecting to be sitting somewhere in traffic as I get towards the airport to go to the airport connector. Everyone's going to have to go that way because they can't go their normal way around the strip. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, am, I am psyched that it's here. But I understand that we're going to be in for for four or five days. We drove up the strip when we left the theater because, you know, we got off of Tropicana and yeah. I did my thing and we found a place to park, which, by the way, I ain't telling nobody where until after the draft. But we may have we may have discovered an unearthed something after 19 years of living here is the first time I didn't even notice theater was where it was. It's a small little place. and. I may have found a place oh, to, to, right. to get in and out of. But anyhow, we drove up Las Vegas Boulevard to Flamingo to go home. And now Jessica was driving, and I have made it a point when I give her the keys, which is almost every time when we're together, she drives. Guys, I'm telling you, let your wife drive. It's way better because you driving and her yelling at you while you're driving, the aggravation level is different. You give her the keys, and then you just pretend like you're listening to anything she's saying. And Jess, I love you. I know you don't listen to the show, but I don't listen to a damn thing you say while you're driving because I can't. So she's driving up the thing and I'm oh, looking, no. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stage and the other side 
they got all the stuff out already. It's blocked. Yeah. It's it's it narrows down to to two lanes lane, or two, and okay, then one. one as you get closer to the Cosmo. Yeah. I was like, because oh. you can't go. It's one lane either side at the Bellagio. Correct. Where they do a red carpet walk. Right. So this thing is already kind of like structure is built. They're probably going to do yeah. some tremendous. And then they're going to walk through the little alleyway that takes you down to the high roller. And that's where the draft happens all in that parking lot behind Link. Oh my goodness. So you show up, you do the red carpet. You're going to walk in the Bellagio fountains. You're going to walk all through that red carpet, you know, take pictures and videos and be interviewed by all the media. And then you go out, walk across the street and then go to the draft. Are they going to have shade? Supposed to be like 96 or something. Is it really? I didn't know that. It's going to be, hold on. Supposed to heat up. Somebody told me it's heating up. No, no, no. 81. Thursday night, windy though. (laughs) Here comes the wind. It hasn't stopped this goddamn wind. 79 degrees and windy on Thursday. Lowest 60. Oh, so it'll be perfect weather, comfortable yeah. wise. Temperature. Wednesday's 85, Friday's 81, Saturday's 83. It's Chamber of Commerce weather. It's going to be, uh, if this wind is blowing, I've had enough. I mean, seriously. It's awful. Ugh. So there we go. Full coverage coming this week on the Bostonian versus the book. I apologize for the dogs. That was unexpected. I apologize <laughs> for having to get up twice as a first. Never gotten up twice. <laughs> yeah, my blood pressure is through the roof at the moment. You can imagine. So breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathe. Yeah, we'll do all the calming. I'm a He's Dave. I'm Matt. Back tomorrow.